Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Billy Joel, he wrote so many songs. Some fast, some slow, and some go on too long. All the hits and hidden gems, even the turds, it ends at Z, not A. With your friends Elon and Dave. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z. We finally finish up the awfulness that is the L's and bring in our special guest today who will dispute that entire opening statement. Uh, we are fortunate to have this distinguished guest on today. He is always extremely busy, sometimes as an actor, sometimes as a director, a producer, or most recently, a very successful podcast host. He is the creator and director of the hit show and movie Between Two Ferns, as well as the creator and star of the legendary Comedy Bang Bang TV show, and now its companion podcast, which appears on the network he created called Earwolf. We share a love of trying to make people laugh on television when they can win money by not laughing, and musical theater. It was only a few days ago that I found out he was a Billy Joel fan. And it is our pleasure, it is our pleasure to welcome to the show, the great Scott Ackerman, everybody. Hi, Dave. Hi, Lon. First of all, Dave, hey, Scott. I got to say your your catchphrase at the beginning, well, hello, everybody, <laughs> is is uh, exciting. Isn't it? And hooked me right in. And then also, <laughs> also you, you're, you, you're, you like you put on a little persona. Uh, while you were reading that, it's interesting. Do you drop it now, or do you stay in that that uh, uh, role uh, as no, the podcast I, continues? I, I drop it, and uh... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I usually stay in that role. Okay, good. I mean, I like doing the old fashioned radio intro. Yeah. And you know, I know. I you do. Know. Rem- I, I think I remember one of the first comedy bang bang podcast definitely in the first year because we were at the radio station but i think dax shepherd came to do it and the minute i started he's like oh you're doing a voice now <laughs> and it made me go like well no i'm enunciating more clearly because i'm on mic i'm not just mumbling like i do in real life anyway great to see you <laughs> it's nice to see you but that is the thing we take it very seriously our podcasting duties yes. and other people they don't are understand. duties by the way we are <laughs> contractually obligated it's part of our community service to do these podcasts. So, um, and, and we're, you know, I get, uh, I get points, you know, put back on my license if I appear on your podcast. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, we are happy you're here too. Alon, get this. I don't, you didn't know, but last Tuesday, you know, when I, I do that football show for the comedy seller, Scott was on and uh, both of you are in our uh, football pool. So uh, thanks for oh. uh, being part oh, of it. Yeah. I'm in third to last place. <laughs> oh, am, am I in fourth to last place? <laughs> I'm somewhere around there. <laughs> but as it turns out, you know, we have a bunch of our listeners to the Billy Joel podcast in the chat room on the football show because they, uh, you know, some once in a while we have people on to, that cross over. And that's how I found out Scott was a Billy Joel fan. I did not know. And then he, we started talking about it. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You got to do this on the actual Billy Joel podcast. Yeah. Bill and- Joel. Or William Joel, as I yes, and yes. what we found out as we wrap up the L's, which, as everyone you know knows, I did not care for any of the L letters. We found out that my least favorite song, maybe of all time, is Scott's favorite song. Okay, let me <laughs> let me just say first of all, are you saying least favorite Billy Joel song of all time, or just least favorite song of all time? Ooh. 
I have to think about that one, okay. but definitely Billy Joel. Give it a think. And then I, I, it's not my favorite song of all time. It is, let me, here's the qualifiers. Yes. It is my favorite late period Billy Joel song. Oh. Of all time. Okay. So, so like so Bridge or Later? Uh, yes. So definitely Post Innocent Man. It is, I think, his best song. And it is a song that I have put on mixtapes. Really? And it is a song that usually makes me cry when I even think about it, let alone listen to it. I think that's one of the reasons I don't like it. it usually makes me sad, too. And, and we haven't named the song yet. I just want to point we out. We have not. Oh, yes. sorry. It's Nor will we ever. You're just the <laughs> listeners are just going to have to guess. I'm going to tell the listeners it's House of Blue Light. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that makes him cry. We don't know why. It is Lullaby, Good Night, My Angel. Yes. What is that? The last L song? Yes. Yeah. Closing strong. And I'm telling you, when he told me that, I'm like, oh, he's just saying that because I just said that's the worst. He's like, what are you talking about? That's my favorite. But he's been on multiple podcasts of either his own or other people. In, in, all the way up back into 2011, where Scott has said, which I could play tapes of, Whoa. <laughs> him saying his favorite song of Billy Joel. He hadn't. He didn't say that. Period. But now we. Where did I say this? Is, well, you said it on the uh, Jimmy Pardo podcast. Oh, and you said it funny. on your own, Scott. Like us, had, had I don't think he does it anymore. I think he finished the U two talking. What is it? You, you talking U two to me? Yeah. You talking U two to me podcast. <laughs> which yeah. is a YouTube podcast. And there is a, a, a legendary episode, which we were going to talk about that took place on the May 21st edition of that episode. You break down Billy Joel's May 17th, 2014 performance at the Hollywood bowl. You and Adam Scott. That's right. Yes. Cause we both, I, I didn't know he was there, I think. And I found out maybe on oh, the you show. Didn't? Oh, you didn't know. No, I, I didn't go with him. Yeah, you didn't go with him. You were sitting in the back. He was sitting in the front. Yes, Why? Because he had he had <laughs> met. He had just worked with Will Joel. Yes. Uh, on the greatest event in television history, where uh, he was doing the Bosom Buddies episode, and there and they filmed a scene with him. That's because right. He did the Bosom Buddies theme song. Is my life. Yes. So, which by the way was something that my former manager. Uh, when me and my, my former partner, my former comedy partner, and I would go into his office, I would get a boom box and cue it up to play my life and then have it play as we came in and <laughs> dance around like we were the bosom buddies and well, always made him laugh. Former partner named BJ. Uh, yes. Why? Because we're talking about BJ. So I was oh, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, we call him BJ with people with those initials. <laughs> right. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh we both were. Adam Scott and I were both at that Hollywood Bowl show. So when we found out about it, I think we we then broke down what we liked about it. Yeah, broke down the entire set list. It was it's a yeah. fantastic podcast, which is odd because it's about you too. Uh, but you, <laughs> it, it it turned out to not be that much about you too, much to the chagrin of you two fans who would sample that show because someone would go like, Oh, you like you too. You got to listen to you talking you two to me. And they expected a serious podcast about you too. And it was mainly about me and Adam fucking around and, and talking about anything, but you two. That's like that our is, podcast because exactly people think it's a serious Billy Joel podcast, but it's all about Maud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, uh, yeah. The TV that, show. Yes. <laughs> because, uh, what is it? Ain't too, what is it? Ain't, no, ain't crime. no crime. Ain't no crime has ain't the opening to Maud. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Interesting. So that's uh, in, and that being in the age, it was one of the first ones we did. And then people realized, OK, this podcast is just like what you were saying about you. It's all us, us fucking around. <laughs> yeah, it's just an excuse to get together and have fun. But but we we I mean, we did on the YouTube podcast. We did, even though we went into digressions about Billy Joel and the like, we did do a fair amount of talking about you two, especially like halfway through the episode, we would break down an album or whatever. So much so that we ended up being able to interview the band themselves twice. Wow. Oh, that's right. I've seen that picture. Yeah. So we, we interviewed them once at electric Ladyland, just, you know, the four of them and the two of us. And then a couple years later, when they were at Madison Square Garden, they they first of all they invited us to see the rehearsal show for for that would be just for us. Wow! And we and we couldn't make the dates work. Adam oh, couldn't what? make the dates work, oh. so it was going to be them doing the full show and just us <laughs> like down there and then performing to us, but we couldn't make it work. So then they they invited us backstage, and we I mean it's total fanboy moments, but like. Sure. We got, first of all, we, we interviewed uh, Bono and the Edge, and then Adam took us through the entire like underground part and showed us how everything worked and showed how the trap door worked and all of the like guitar tech stuff and all of the, you know, secret entrances and then took us out onto the stage, you know, before it opened up and was like, showed us every, all the technical aspects of it. And that was really fun. And then um, Larry made us T-shirts. And like, as he's going on stage, they're like, he's supposed to go into the big trap door thing. He's like, he sees us. He's like, oh, come here, guys. Come here, come here, come here. And he's made us these T-shirts that he wants us to have. And it's it was just incredible. And then Bono hung out with us after the show at, the, at their private party and then like texted us wanting to invite us to a, to an art show the next day we were on a plane and, and we landed and got this text of like, Hey, I want to, intru- I want to introduce you to Michael Stipe. Uh, can you come to this art show at 5 PM? And we were already back in LA. That, it was just like an incredible moment. The two of you guys, you, at the, as you call them, uh, Adam Scott Ackerman. Yes. You, I mean, I know already you guys must be, I mean, it does come off that way. The kindest, nicest people because Adam has that exact same story about Billy Joel when he wouldn't leave right? Right. when they were working together. He goes, no, he wouldn't leave. We, we didn't know what to do. We didn't want him to leave, but he wouldn't leave. And then he invited us to dinner and then he bought his own clams. Right. And <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of funny it, that. No, you we've guys had these that- experiences now just with you two and then with R.E.M. because we started an R.E.M. show and we ended up like, you know, hanging out with um and meeting all of the members including the drummer bill berry who's who doesn't even perform anymore we ended up meeting him and and then like hanging out and having dinner with peter buck um, like one night and 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 then going to dinner with mike stipe and and um you know mike mills is just like incredible you know meeting rock star things from just starting a podcast about them to to then hanging out with all of them it's just you know it's unbelievable in a way uh, well, I mean, we, we had a moment like that recently because Victor, the Russian clown, that's the, <laughs> the uh, reason why the song Leningrad came about. He, oh. uh, he follows us on Instagram and then we asked him for an interview and he turned us down. <laughs> turned you down <laughs> flat. Well, that's very yeah. similar. <laughs> he was like, my stories are already out there. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I'm like, listen, you clown, you get on this podcast or else. <laughs> that's the way they understand Russian. You know, that's what, that's what you have yeah. to do to them. Power. In, but, uh, in Russia, clown clowns you or what? <laughs> Man you know, clowns you? I don't know. We 
yeah, we're we're pretty sure we would net we'd obviously after Zanzibar, we would love to have Billy Joel the podcast, but we're pretty sure the way we've uh, talked about it <laughs> during this time, it's probably well, not would, gonna happen. Yeah, I would have thought that because we were not um we were not reverential to you two at all. And as a matter of fact, like our very first episode of you talking you two to me, we got into this bit where we were bragging about how we were experts on you two. And that's why we were doing the podcast. And then we got their names wrong, right? And we were like, <laughs> we were like Bonobos and Fedge and Larry Mullen, senior son, uh, and Adam Clay, 2000 pounds. Those were the names that we came up with, right? So, so we were like not reverential to them at all. And then when we found out that like their crew were big fans of the show and would listen to it, and then their, their publicist became aware of it and and was a big fan of it. And then, so, so when we got the opportunity to interview them, we had been told by the, their, their publicist, like, Hey, don't joke around too much because like they, they, they know who you are. They know what the show is, but they, maybe they haven't listened to it. So they're not like going to be accustomed to their, to your, your sensibility. So we were all prepared to do a, a serious interview. And then Bono comes in calls introduces himself as bonobos <laughs> uh, tells me what i had to, had for lunch the previous day like he had he had called my, the the writers on my tv show and found out what i had for lunch and like had brought exactly what i had for lunch oh my god and then drew us a picture of a of a big dick and signed it bonobos because on the sh- on the episodes of the show, like Adam will doodle sometimes. He'll just drop like pictures of dicks, and I called it out on the show. So like he came ready to like be funny, you know. Wow. And it was it was very jarring for us because we we're like, well, hold on, Bono wants to do bits with us. What's going on? And, and then like hung out with us afterwards and played us five unreleased songs and oh. like sang the lyrics in our ears and stuff like that. It's it oh, that's amazing. It's just crazy like I, I can't even process it because I, I i keep thinking a lot like you know if, if billy joel did that like if you just came over my apartment and you were here like that's the same thing and it just can't <laughs> i cannot picture that ever happening you would probably have to go to billy joel that is the one thing that we nah, found is, is i don't see that nah, nah. even maybe he'll fly in a helicopter the one person we got to come to the studio was huey lewis because we we did a spin-off show um, about Huey Lewis. And so I'll hold up the picture here. Ooh. But, uh, that's oh, Adam that's great. And Jimmy Kimmel and Huey Lewis and myself. And we did one episode all together. Um, and Huey came to the actual studio to do it. But most of the time, like, it's like, hey, you got to go to Electric Ladyland or, you know, what, to Madison Square Garden because that's where I know going. you're close with Jimmy and Jimmy is very close with Huey. I'm not especially close with Jimmy, but, yeah. um, but I do know Jimmy, but right, right. Yeah, uh, right. That, that's, that's kind of how it all <laughs> came about is, is I think in our very first episode or something, we got off track and said we were a Huey Lewis podcast and it was like a running joke. And right. we, we sincerely love Huey Lewis, Adam and I. And so we just kind of reached out to Jimmy when Huey Lewis's new album was coming out and said like, Hey, do you guys want to do a real episode? Like we've been joking around and Jimmy was like, how can I turn down a Huey Lewis, <laughs> another chance to hang out with Huey Lewis? So he yeah. set the whole thing up um, and you it was heard, great. It's a really fun episode. You heard what happened to him, like with his voice and everything. Yeah, we talked well with his ears. Yeah, with with tinnitus. Yeah, it's, it, he took us through the whole thing. It's it's really crazy. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, he seems like a great guy in person and 
I love his music too. I mean, anybody our yeah. age worshiped Huey Lewis. No, he was great and and really fun on the show. Speaking of not getting jokes, like I threw <laughs> I had a few jokes that he was like looking at me, going, What? And, and Jimmy Kimmel was like, It's a joke, Huey. Because <laughs> I was like, I remember one question was in the song Heart of Rock and Roll, you say it really, really kicks them in the and then the drums come in and it goes doom, 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 doom. What were you trying to say there? And Huey looks at me like, Are you crazy? And he goes, Ass. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and Jimmy's like, it's a joke. Huey, he knows what you're trying to say. <laughs> but um, no, it was great. And then Huey like stayed afterwards for like 20 minutes and told us the real story of the the Ghostbusters suit, <laughs> the stuff he can't say on mic and stuff like that. So oh, it was that's really such fun. a dream. You know, uh, just and uh, uh, just uh, saying the uh, song we have coming up or we were doing with Los Angelinos when he did that for songs in the attic, he did it at toad's place. And we talked about on the show that only five months later, you two premiered their first album at that place. Whoa. There's a little connection between Billy Joel and you. Is two. toad's place still there? I don't think so. Right. Alon. Hmm. I don't think so. Was that the place? Is that in Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in new Haven. I think it's probably a oh. Yale thing. It's got such a great name. Why would it close? Toad's Place. Everyone wants to go to Toad's Place. <laughs> yeah, I was just fascinated that U2 was there before anybody knew who they were. I think they, that's, is the I Will Follow, is that the album? Is that the first album? Or is that the uh, song? Boy is the first album, but I Will Follow is their first. Okay, so they their, were. Not their first single, but their first single off that record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they were doing. Uh, I guess this is 1980. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And Billy uh, Joel but, in 80 was already big. Yeah. Yeah. He'd already finished Glass Houses. And then Songs yeah. in the Attic came out as he was trying to put together. Right. You know, like, let me show you what I did before, you know, that I think you'll also like. <laughs> Which well, is yeah. why we I, were, I try that sometimes also. Like, I'll, I'll find a tweet that didn't do well and I'll put it out again and it, and it still bombs. But you, <laughs> you, you still like hmm. it, though. Hmm. Got to check out your feed. <laughs> but it's but when you again just going back to the the con the Hollywood Bowl concert because you're talking about that it's funny you you had mentioned and this is 2014 and this is before I think this is before you had the residency right at the MSG Elon right when did he start getting the residency it might have been around that time he might have already it been around, within it I think he was like yeah that seemed to be when he was kind of doing his resurgence of like hey I'm gonna tour more and I'm gonna do all these old songs these well, deep cuts you you clearly mentioned that it had a lot of deep cuts. Because like now yeah. he plays more of those. But when you're listening, you know, when you did this podcast in 2014, they seem more like deep cuts. Like you're talking about uh, Vienna and Zanzibar, which now he does a little bit more frequently. Everybody loves you now, which you and I talked about, uh, right, which I yeah. just discovered. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, my my history with Billy Joel was essentially I, I think I knew his most popular songs that were that were, you know, part of pop culture like. New York State of Mind, I definitely had a record where Ralph from the Muppets sang that. <laughs> Some folks like to get away, take a holiday from the neighborhood. Hop a flight to Miami Beach or to Hollywood. I'm taking a Greyhound on the Hudson. Riverline. I'm in a New York state of mind. 
and I knew what Piano Man was. So I, you know, like his big, big hits, I kind of knew what they were. But then when An Innocent Man came out, that just kind of exploded and made him into a pop superstar. So that's that's the the I think I don't think that we got that record, but what we did get, my parents got Billy Joel's Greatest Hits Volume One and Two. That's that's how Alan found out about him too, right? So that yeah, was they had that on cassette. Yeah, that was when I I heard his. And these were hits. They weren't even deep cuts, but that's where I heard stuff like, you know, The Stranger and um, which is weird. He was I mean, he was at the forefront of writing songs about making your hand fall asleep and then masturbating. with it. But <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of masturbate, you know, the the his other song, uh, Captain Jack. And, um, you know, that that's where I heard sort of those singles that I that were not his biggest singles. And so that was really all I had for a while was just that greatest hits one and two. And then after that is when he, he got into his, you know, period where I didn't really like him all that much. So I really caught up to him back in 95 when I w- I started getting really into Ben Folds five. Cause that's when oh, they came me, out. Me too. Sarah introduced me. Sarah Silverman introduced right. me to that. Yeah. So I, that, I al- heard- that first album was unbelievable. Yeah, I heard I there was one song underground was on a CMJ CD, um, CMJ magazine CD. And I heard that song and it was like, whoa, this is everything I like. So I got that Ben Foltz five record. We can't be happy underground. And my girlfriend at the time knew I liked that Ben Folds 5 record and we went to see them. And and so she made me a mixtape that the last song on it was Vienna. And I just loved Vienna. I thought that was such a beautiful song. And it reminded me of the Ben Folds 5 stuff, especially like boxing, you know? And so I just, I went back and got all of those early records and found that I loved all of those deep cuts, like more than the singles a lot of times. And so that's really when my love for Billy Joel kind of cemented. Uh, it, it, everyone we've had on the uh, comedian wise, everyone we've had uh, musician wise too. no comedian wise. Everyone we've had on this podcast either starts with nylon curtain or uh, innocent man. And then they go backwards. Right. And discover they they're so into but, those albums. They want to hear the backstory. I mean, yeah, if you if you were talking to people who were maybe 10 years older than us, I think they'd have a different experience. But yeah, that's I think I think an innocent man made him for people our age, suddenly someone you had to pay attention to because he's played on MTV constantly. He's he's like Huey Lewis in the news. Essentially, he had all those great videos and then much to the our dismay his next few records were way too poppy and and um so i think he became very kind of uncool especially with we didn't start the fire um which ironically so I, you know was his biggest hit yeah like maybe but kind ever. of ended his career in terms of like cool factor yeah and so then just didn't pay attention to him 
until suddenly like you hear some of these older songs and you're like, fuck, these are some of the best songs ever written. And you, you go back and get really into it. So I think that's very common for people my age. But it's funny you say at that concert, what he did, Zanzibar, everybody had, <laughs> but everybody headed to the snack bar. <laughs> snack a bar. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, the Hollywood Bowl has one place where you get snacks. <laughs> but, but it's interesting that I believe you know, five, six, seven years later, everybody's waiting for Zanzibar. And that's why I think he just, you know, that was a period of time where he was bringing it back and people weren't as into, you know, that well, crowd wanted to hear yeah. we didn't start the fire. When you're at the Hollywood Bowl, you got to understand, like, Hollywood Bowl is the biggest venue in L.A. You when you play there, you are going to get 50 percent of the people who are just there because they're looking for something to do with their wife that they're bored with or husband that they're bored with. And they're just like looking up the Hollywood Bowl schedule going, oh, this sounds fun. You you want to see Billy Joel and the and neither of them have more than a passing interest in them. Right. In, in Billy Joel. And they go, well, yeah, he's got. Oh, and they count on their one hand, like one, two, three, four, maybe five songs. I know. Yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, and they're going for the experience of the Hollywood Bowl more than they're going for Billy Joel. Right. So to me, it's thrilling to see Billy Joel play that large of a venue and for half at least of his set list to be songs that no one knows that weren't singles that were just album cuts. And I'm sitting there. I, I went with Casey Wilson. We're just and and Casey's husband and and my wife and everything and um, I don't want to give people the impression that Casey and I are dating on the download. <laughs> but, I, I, I but, know what you were talking about. So. But we we went and Casey's a big fan too, and it was just like, whoa, these songs he's doing, incredible. Because you go to the Hollywood Bowl and you just assume he's going to be playing the hits, and for him to be playing that particular set list was just thrilling to me. To, to people who are just coming because they want a night out, Zanzibar is a great excuse for you to go hit that bathroom. <laughs> and you also said Casey got so stressed out because he did one of those things. And maybe this was the first time where he let the audience choose because he does that a little bit oh, more yeah. now between Vienna and Summer Highland Falls. And the audience picked Vienna and she was furious because she likes Summer Highland Falls, right? Is we that... do too. Yeah. And, and Vienna is again the fact that he played Vienna and that's the song that got me back into him was just like, Whoa, I love Vienna so much. And so it was, it was great. Like for me, it was like, thank you, Billy. It's an unfair choice. Cause remember Alon, we were talking about that one time it was, you could choose either summer Island falls or I go to extremes, which no one picks, you know, like <laughs> right. that's what he's supposed to do. Cause that's just mean. Vienna right. and Summer Highland Falls. Those are know. two great. I would love to hear both of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's a lot like, you know, that's as difficult a choice as when Meryl Streep was deciding, am I going to star in <laughs> Sophie's Choice or not? Yeah. She ended up doing it and it worked out great for her. But but I think the best part is that you gave the concert a C plus. Oh, yes. Well, that was I, I should mention to to your listeners that that was a running joke that we came up with in the moment on not in that moment, but on in the moment on a show, <laughs> one of the episodes where I was rhapsodizing about something and I was talking about how great it was. And then so so Adam was like, well, what grade do you give it? And I jokingly was like, well, C plus, <laughs> which made us laugh so hard that that became a running joke on the show of like, well, that's the best grade you can give because C is average. C plus is the best and C minus is the worst. So what's what's funny about that? It's such a long running joke now for almost 10 years that when people are on any of my shows, 
they guest on my shows, I'll tag them on Twitter like and go, this person guested. And then people will write back, great episode, C plus. And I'll have to write to the person and go, this is an inside joke. They're saying they liked it a lot. But it's it's almost become weaponized as an insult. Now, now Scott, we just talked about Los Angelinos. Uh, you live in LA and Billy Joel rips on LA constantly in a lot of his songs. Yeah. Besides Los Angelinos, we did uh, I've Loved These Days where he also kind of puts it down. Do you agree with Billy's assessment? You know, it's interesting. I when people when people write songs about something that you experience let me give you an example so aaron sorkin writes the west wing and we all love it cuz none of us are politicians and we're like this is incredible it's so insightful this dude is smart he follows it up with studio 60 and now being the ricardos where he's talking about comedy and he's so off the mark and doesn't know how it works and doesn't know how, what comedians processes are like being the Ricardos. He's like, <laughs> he was, I'm so glad you're saying that. I just watched it. And I, that was the worst. I, what a waste of time. These scenes where like Lucille ball is reading a script and then visualizes her uh, jumping in the grape pit <laughs> and, right? and saying, and so serious about it going like, yes, this can work. And someone was telling me, I think Paul F. Tompkins maybe was telling me, a story about Lucille Ball and how like this was her real process. Someone was trying to like figure out a bit she was going to do on some fundraiser or some show or something like that. And going like, well, what if you did this? What if you did this? And she goes, honey, just stick me on a trampoline. <laughs> like that, You know, that's, that's typically, and not to say that comedians aren't serious about their process, but I feel like Aaron Sorkin went and hung out at like politically incorrect one week to do, to do research for, Studio 60 and saw maybe Bill Maher taking like the wording of a joke seriously and decided to do a whole season of television. And now this movie about that, about like some genius savant comedy savant who can like visualize something being funny from just like three words written on a page. So you, so what I'm trying to say is, is like, then it makes you re-examine the West wing and go, maybe this guy's full of fucking shit. <laughs> like maybe he's, maybe he doesn't know anything about politics and maybe the West wing sucks if you actually are in it. So this is my point about Billy Joel doing songs about LA is like, it's like when you two wrote the song stand up comedy. Okay. It's like that now you're working my side of the street. You know, you don't know anything about stand up comedy. Like, you know, I'm sure if you two were to write a song about, that most of their fans could, could relate to like, Hey, I'm a plumber, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I clean shit for a living. You know, most plumbers would be like, Hey, come on, you know, stop talking about, it. I'm trying to lose myself in your, in your songs. So Billy Joel writing songs about LA is kind of like, come on, man, I live here. I know you've been here, but you're the New York state of mind guy. You, you know, it's like when Frank Sinatra, he wrote New York, New York. He didn't write it, but he sang New York, New York, big, big hit for him suddenly is played at every New York sporting event and boxing matches and all that. And then he's like, Hey, let's write LA is my lady. No one's listening to LA is my lady. Okay. So Billy Joel, you should be satisfied with New York state of mind. Stay off the West coast. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say to Billy Joel. Uh, stop writing songs about us. I know you're not writing songs at all, but uh, stop it. So what you're saying is Billy Joel, not welcome back at the Hollywood bowl. He's not welcome here on the on the left coast <laughs> sorry billy but i don't want you back here yeah, if because... i see you 
anywhere in the Los Angeles area, anywhere in the 90068 area code, I'm kicking your ass back to New York. <laughs> because Scott is a <laughs> true Californian. He was, you know, born and bred. So yeah, that's yes. insulting. Take your Long Island, you know, looking down your nose at LA bullshit and go back to the, uh, you know, to Rockford and Massapeka Bay or wherever the fuck you're from. Anyway. <laughs> Do you know the song Laura? Like Laura. Feeling like a fucking fool. There it is. That's why. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Billy. Curse. I love it. Yeah, we always talk. We just recently talked about it and I, how I remember, you know, hearing it when I first got the album and just it's the second song on the album after Allentown. And I was yeah. shocked. You were shocked that that he, he was said going alphabetically at that the point? F word. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so shocking. I, you know, I, I think he doesn't even like saying it. He always he talks about it now. Alan was saying it during when we were talking about that. When he plays, when the few, very few times he plays it in concert, he, he tells, uh, hey, listen, I'm going to say a word in this concert. And the light's going to go on me. Uh, cover your children's ears. <laughs> so it's the like, entire, why, why even play it show. if you're that uptight about saying something like that? Maybe it's just a bit. I mean, doesn't he do the same bits in concert all the time? Yeah, he has a whole stand-up routine, basically. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just a bit. It's like, like I, I remember a friend of mine, I saw their band, pretty popular band, um, at the cemetery here in L.A. It was a big, big show. And he was talking about something going on with his pants. <laughs> Um, like as stage patter in between songs, he's like, oh, my pants, like this happened or this happened. And I, and I went up to him at the party afterwards and I was like, so what happened with your pants? And he's like, oh, nothing. I'm just like searching for anything to say. <laughs> it's like, Well, Scott, every week we, every episode, we have this guy who wrote, he ranked all the songs in new, in uh, New York magazine. Well, right. New York, Mag New York magazine, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, his name's Christopher Bernard. great guy. We've had him on twice. And um, he always writes a little blurb after. And what we surmised from these blurbs is that the one thing he really hates about Billy Joel is all the sound effects. So he <laughs> hates the helicopter, hates most of glass houses. Wait, what are the, okay. Cause glass houses has what the glass shattering sound effect. That, that, is, that is the glass shattering. It has the, the TV for sleep with television oh, on. Oh yeah. It has the, sometimes a fantasy, I think with the phone. Yeah. The phone that, dial. Oh, I, oh, but that's full of yeah. sound effects that for some reason just irks this guy. Yeah. Well, the, the helicopter, the good night Saigon one is tough because that's a it's, minute of helicopters and it's a minute of helicopter. A minute. And then it's, isn't it a super long fade out too? It's just yes. like kind of impossible when it comes up on your iPod. It's like the the chunk of the song is so good, but like let's get this, you know, let's get the single version down, you know, two minutes or something like that. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. It's one of those songs where you always seconds. think about that chorus that everyone likes to sing, but it only comes up twice in a five and a half minute song, which is right. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we were fascinated. this down to just the chorus, and we're out. You know, let's make <laughs> yeah. this forty five seconds. I did that song live. That's what. Um, at this place here in the city years ago called the yield triple in. Yeah. That's why I told you, Sarah and I Silverman uh, did code of silence at that same place. Years oh, wow. Ago. Years ago before even you met her. Uh, I mean, I met her 26 years ago. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I have you beat. I met her in 1990. Wow. 31 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just by a little. Yeah. No, you guys are old buds. Yeah. I th but I didn't meet you through her, which is, you know, we've talked about this on your NFL show. We met on the set of Make Me Laugh. 
the Scott Ackerman interview on Billy Joel A to Z will be continued on our next podcast. On that episode, Scott will tell us about trying to direct major special effects on the big budget film version of Between Two Firms and what it was like directing then-President Barack Obama for a now classic episode of the TV show. Also, how that particular episode single-handedly helped push the Affordable Care Act out to the public. So join us next time for the conclusion of the Scott Ackerman interview only on Billy Joel A to Z. From all of our soul Way down to Zanzibar It's still rock and roll Though we don't play no guitar Billy Joel A to Z